Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hello and welcome to the Effortless English Show. I'm A.J. Hogue. Today's show... We talk about Mark Sisson, was a health and fitness coach. Mark Sisson. Once again, we're talking about energy. Energy, energy, energy. You need energy for life. To study English, you need energy. A lot of students, a lot of learners complain that, oh, I'm tired. My motivation's low. How do I get more energy for learning English, for studying English? Well, today, a little bit more about that topic. Now, in fact, Mark Sisson was in this month's, is in this month's VIP lesson. I have a whole lesson about Mark Sisson. I have a section from one of his books. I teach a lot of vocabulary from that section and talk about Mark Sisson's general philosophy of health and fitness. That's coming soon. Now, my VIP program is really my advanced program. That's for people who are, I would say, kind of high intermediate level. High intermediate level who want to become advanced English speakers. They want to become very, very fluent the other thing about my VIP program, it's really for people who want to use English in the real world for some life improvement. Some people just like to study languages. They just enjoy it. It's like a hobby. They like learning more vocabulary and all of that. That's fine. It's great. But my VIP program is really for people who want to use English possibly for study, possibly for learning, possibly for business and career. So we have a lot of very, very motivated people in the VIP program, which is great, because in the VIP program, I certainly teach you English and help you to become a fluent, advanced speaker. But even more than that, I teach you success techniques for your life. So that you can make more money, get better jobs, a better career, be healthier, be stronger, have more energy in your life, better control your emotions, your motivation, travel the world, study abroad, all of these things. So I'm teaching you powerful techniques and ideas in every VIP lesson. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Try my VIP program for just $1. It's a monthly membership program, but you can try it for 10 days just for $1. All right, back to Mark Sisson, today's topic. Got a little audio from Mark, uh, an interview where he's talking about the idea of low carb, low carb. Now here, when he's talking about low carb, so it means carbohydrates. It's a, what's called a macronutrient. It's 
We have carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Those are the three big nutrients, nutrition types of our food. And Mark's talking about why lower carb, not not zero carb, but lower carb is healthy in his opinion. Let's listen to this and then I'll explain what he said and discuss this idea. About this, um, I, I become more and more convinced that we are um, obligate fat burners, that we are supposed to be burning fat for most of our existence, that uh, the the less glucose that we burn in a lifetime, probably the better off we are. Uh, so that I still adhere to my, I created a little graph, a chart years ago, the Primal Blueprint carbohydrate curve, which is basically zero to 150 grams a day. And I still contend that, that pretty much nobody but uh, very hardworking day laborers and elite athletes need much more than 150 grams of carbs in a day. Uh, to to not only survive but to thrive. Uh, yeah, there are people who will who will survive and do well on 200 grams or 300 grams a day. But for the most part, when you look at the population of the United States and now around the rest of the world, you see that when when the daily intake of carbs in general tends to exceed 250 grams a day, we start to see a collection of problems, of metabolic problems. So I'm I'm still convinced that. Reducing our carbohydrate load is a good thing. Okay, so beginning he says, I believe that human beings are designed to be fat burners. What does that mean? Well, what he's saying is that he believes that the human body is designed to mostly burn fat for energy. See, our bodies can burn fat for energy. Our bodies can also burn sugar, different types of sugar. So glucose, carbohydrate, these are types of sugars. And this is very general, okay? So the, the actual specific science is, is more detailed than this, but this is a very, very general way of looking at it. So he's saying that, in general, he feels that we are designed to be fat burners mostly, and that that's what makes us most healthy. And that, in his opinion, based on all the research he has read and seen and studied, that we should eat less than 150 grams of carbs, carbohydrates, per day. What are carbohydrates? I mean, for example, rice, white rice, that's a carbohydrate. Uh Certainly any kind of sugar is a carbohydrate. Fruit, that would be a carbohydrate. Veggies have carbohydrates. All of these things. Now, veggies have few carbohydrates and few uh, calories, so you can eat all the vegetables you want. <laughs> but so he's really talking about, what he's really talking about are, the, are kinds of sugars. So bread, rice, um, and then anything with sugar added. So he's saying, in general, if you add up all that stuff, 150 grams or less is best. He's saying the problem is when what we see is that in people or in groups of people that eat a lot more than that, 200 grams or more, 250 grams, we start to see a lot of health problems, such as diabetes, 
such as heart disease, obesity is probably the first one we see, fatness, people getting fat. Now, Mark's an American, and so America's really probably the worst in the world in terms of health and fitness. I'm an American, but I have to say, I find the situation in the United States, the health situation is so sad. It's just a disaster. It is a disaster. Horrible. Okay, so I, I'm in Japan. I'm living in Japan. And I walk around, just walking around the towns, the cities, looking at people. Almost everybody's thin. Right? Everybody looks pretty healthy. Most, almost everybody, not just most, I mean like 95% of people are thin and healthy looking. Even the ones in Japan, even the people in Japan who are, you know, overweight, a little fat, compared to America, it's just a little bit. But then if I fly to America to visit, Immediately, immediately, it's a shock. I look around and it's just fat people everywhere. And you see people who are huge, super fat. It's such an obvious shock. It's so obviously unhealthy. I mean, you, you, Coming from Asia to, to go to America is, wow, something's wrong. What is wrong? See, Americans just don't realize it. They're just around it all the time and they accept it as normal because everybody else is fat. But it's not normal in terms of human history. It's not normal. And it's absolutely not healthy. So Mark is saying, Mark Sisson is saying that Carbs, sugars are the problem. That is really the big problem. And I agree with him. I agree with him. Americans are carbohydrate addicts, sugar addicts. They eat so much sugar. And the sad thing is, as he mentioned a little there, is that this super unhealthy way of eating and the super unhealthy types of foods that are high carb are going out and spreading, becoming popular in other parts of the world, everywhere in the world. Certainly in the United Kingdom, Britain, they have a big problem, <laughs> literally a big problem. Lots of overweight people, lots of unhealthy people, getting worse in Europe. Europe is better than the United States. Continental Europe is, but it's getting worse. Uh, I, you know, I, you, you can see it around the world. More and more of this sugary, junky food becoming more common. And when that happens, people get heavier and heavier. How is this connected to English learning, you ask? Well, here's the problem. So forget the fat part, okay? That... Fat and being unhealthy and getting sick certainly is really bad. But the worst part about sugar, carbs and sugar, too much. We need some carbs for sure. But too much, too much, too many carbs, too much sugar. The problem is that it actually destroys your energy in the long term. 
This is why sugar, especially sugars, are so dangerous. They're like a drug. Sugar's a drug. Sugar is heroin. It's addictive. You become addicted to sugar. How do I know? Because I was a sugar addict. I swear that I was a sugar addict, and I am so sorry. But I, I, I was a sugar addict. Growing up, I ate a lot of sugary stuff. Through most of my life, I struggled. I had to fight, fight, fight against this desire to eat sugar. Because this is what happens. You eat sugar. You eat something very sugary. High carb, high sugar. And what happens is your energy goes up suddenly, right? Your blood sugar level goes up. And that gives you a feeling of energy, which feels good, right? Your energy goes up. Ah, high energy. You're feeling good. That's why people like sugar. That's why people eat it. So what's the problem? The problem is that your body burns that sugar quickly. That, that's the main problem. It also cre- turns it into fat, which is another big problem. But, but in terms of energy, your body burns that sugar quickly and, and adjusts so that it brings your sugar level suddenly down. So your sugar level goes up, energy's high, whoa, you feel good for, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then it crashes. Your sh- blood sugar level will suddenly drop because it's too high, so your body reacts too much, and then it drops and it goes low, and then you feel bad. Then you have low energy, low motivation. (sighs) This happens quite quickly. So you feel good for a little bit, 30 minutes or so maybe, and then you crash and you feel bad. And so then when you feel bad and you crash, what do you want? Then you want more sugar again. You get this desire that we call it a craving. You get a desire. You want sugar again. And so you go eat something sugary again. Oh, you go up. You feel good 30 minutes or so. And then boom, you crash again. You crash. You go down. Your energy drops. What do you want again? Sugar. So this is the addiction. Then it's just like all day long. You're constantly wanting sugary stuff. Your energy goes up and then down, up and then down, up and then down. Now, for a while, maybe for years, especially if you are young, for a while, you can do this. Your body can handle this. So you'll go up and down, up and down, up and down, and your body will be okay. No no big, serious problems. Especially if you're young, you're like a teenager, even in your 20s. You can handle it. But as you get older, this high sugar, high blood sugar, followed by big crashes, it starts to have serious long-term effects, long-term problems. What happens is your body gets tired. Your body gets exhausted. Your body can't adjust as well. And when that happens, then you start feeling more and more tired all the time. You just start feeling tired. And even when you eat sugar, you don't really feel a lot better. You feel a bit better, but not for very long. And then 
you crash again and you're just feeling kind of tired almost all the time. Your motivation's low. Your energy's kind of low. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to learn English. You don't want to study. You don't want to exercise. It's just like a drug. It's just like taking a drug because then you need more and more to get the same effect. So now you got to eat even more sugar to feel good. Right? Just a little doesn't help anymore. Now you need more and more and more. And eventually this exhausts, it, it makes your body super, super tired and it starts to cause serious health problems. This is why people get diabetes. Diabetes means your body cannot handle the sugar anymore. Something's wrong with your body. It's a very serious problem. But even before diabetes, you just lose your energy. And this is happening with Younger and younger people now, because the sugar's so high, so much, that younger and younger people are like, oh, I feel tired. I remember I was teaching my last job in San Francisco, my last teaching job before Effortless English. Teaching in San Francisco, my students were in their 20s, right? So these were people who, most of them uh, recently got out of college. They were wanting to go to grad school in America. They were like 23, 24, 25, 26 years old. And what surprised me, what shocked me, was that most of them were kind of tired and lazy all the time. Not just about English. Okay, I understand about English. Yeah, okay, maybe they were bored with English. But, I mean, even just... Walking around, I, I would sometimes we would take trips in San Francisco, like a just a fun trip. Let's go see something interesting in the city. We'll go see some famous place in the city. And so during these trips, these field trips, they're called. So I say, okay, let's go. You know, we're gonna walk up. Uh, we're gonna walk up the hill. We're gonna go up to the top of Knob Hill. There's kind of a nice, famous uh, church up there. We can. It, it's a, got a great viewpoint. It's, it's kind of a famous spot in San Francisco. So let's go. Come on. And so we'd walk out the door, and I'd walk with my class, maybe about ten students, fifteen students. And take them to a walk. And we'd walk about 10 minutes to the bottom of the hill. And then we would walk up the hill, which may be another 10 minutes. And oh, my God, they all were whining and, I'm tired. Oh, my God, this this hill is so big. And they were so slow and tired and lazy. And I was, I, I can't remember, 38, 39 years old at that time. And I was thinking... What is wrong with you? In fact, I said it. I said, what's wrong with you? I'm much older than you. This is no problem. You should be able to do this. This is only a 20-minute walk. It's not that bad. Oh, they were just so wimpy and tired and low energy. I think it's, well, it's two things, really. It's, it's the food, all the sugary, unhealthy food. And the other thing is, is, is a lazy lifestyle, just not, not moving, not challenging their body. Everything's too comfortable, too easy. So it's, it's both of those things. So you ask, what can you do to get more energy? And just as we discussed uh, last week in that show with Elliot Hulse, the physical is the mental. If your mental energy is low, 
right? Oh, I'm tired. I don't, I don't want to study. Oh, my motivation, my energy is low. That means your physical energy is also low. So one, perhaps the best way to increase your mental energy, your mental motivation for studying, for learning, for doing anything, is to increase your physical energy. And there are two ways to do that. One is exercise and, and all of that. Of course, we've talked about that. But the other one is eating healthy, energetic food. Food that will give you long-term energy, like all day long. Not up and down, up and down, up and down. And food that will give you energy for your whole life, weeks and months and years and decades. Your body won't suddenly break. And that is what Mark Sisson is talking about, to eat less sugar. This is the number one thing you can do because it trains your body. It will teach your body eventually to burn fat instead of sugar. Why is that better? Because fat has a different effect. Fat gives you constant, steady energy. Right? Sugar's up and down, up and down, up and down. But fat, when your body is burning fat mostly for energy, you just get this nice, high level of energy, but it doesn't go up a lot. It doesn't go down a lot. It's steady. It's consistent. It just keeps going and going and going and going. And you just have this great energy all day long when you wake up and then continuing through the whole day right until you go to bed. And I'm speaking from experience because I finally I finally got very serious about my sugar addiction recently in the last, I don't know, maybe the last five or six weeks. I fought it, you know, and at different times I've done a good job and then other times I break, but I've done really well. I'm, I'm eating low carb for about five or six weeks now, maybe, maybe five weeks. And I feel fantastic. I feel so good. And the main thing is my energy level. That's why suddenly I'm doing a, an effortless English show every day. Why? Because my physical energy is so much better. And because my physical energy is better, now I have a lot more mental energy and a motivation. And because of that, now I want to do a show every day. My mind is awake and alive and energized. So I'm excited to do a new show every day. I'm excited to record new VIP lessons. I did it by changing the body physically. And you should do this too. So if you feel tired and, oh, I'm too tired, I don't want to, oh, my motivation's low. You should seriously look at your eating. Are you eating a lot of carbs and sugar? They're eating a lot of stuff like bread. I just, I don't eat bread. I don't eat bread at all. I cut out no bread for me and no pasta for me. I, I eat some carbs. I eat some rice. I eat some potatoes, sweet potatoes, things like that. But not a lot. I'm probably getting, oh, 100 to 150 grams of carbs per day, something like that. I cut out all artificial sugar, no artificial sugar. I don't add sugar to anything. I don't eat anything that has sugar added to it. Nothing from boxes or cans that has sugar added. 
So you should look at this. Look at your diet. If your motivation's low, if your energy's low, if you feel great, then fine. Just continue to do what you're doing. But if your energy's low most days and you're struggling and fighting, oh, I, I got to study English. Oh, but my energy, my motivation's so low. Maybe the problem isn't English. Maybe the problem is not the method. Maybe the problem is not the lessons. Maybe the problem is that you're just tired. You got low energy and you need to get that energy back. You need to change what you're eating and you maybe need to go out and start exercising more also. Get that physical energy high, 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 high to a really high level. You might find that you have a lot more motivation for studying English every day. Try it. Try it. Let's go to Twitter for a question on Twitter. My Twitter is my name, AJ Hogue, A-J-H-O-G-E. If you want to ask me a question or a com- give me a comment, that is the best place to do it. Twitter.com slash A-J-H-O-G-E. Our question is from... Hevaniel. Hevaniel asks, Hello, AJ Hogue. What are the first steps for those who are beginners and do not understand anything? So we're talking about zero level English. It's a good question. I'm not sure if he's asking as a teacher or as a learner. Obviously, he is not zero level. His tweet is using English and it's and good English, good grammar and everything. So he's he's not a low beginner. So he's asking for someone else. I don't know if he's teaching or he just has a general question. So I'll I'll let me tell you first as a as a teacher and then as for students. For teachers teaching zero level, I recommend using the technique of total physical response as the main thing. I talked about this in my recent show for teaching children, right? Well, it's the same. If you're teaching adults who are zero level, you use basically the same exact techniques that I talked about in that show. It's no different with adults, right? Adults learn English the same way children learn English. It's the same brain. The difference is the children are more open, more flexible, and therefore better learners, typically. But adults have advantages, too. So use use those physical actions and everything to start building that vocabulary. And you can also use pictures, use items, uh, narrating, telling simple stories, picture books, all of those things are great for zero level. Now, what do you do? What if you are a learner? You're an independent learner. You're at home. Maybe you have a brother or a sister or a niece or a nephew or something or a child even, uh, or just a friend who's an adult. And they're at home. They want to learn English. They want to learn independently at home. They, They have an internet connection, but they don't have a teacher. What What should they do? How can they teach themselves? How can they learn English alone if they are zero level? 
Well, it's actually it's not not so difficult. Not so difficult. I would recommend uh, getting an easy course, something like my original course, for example, starts off fairly easy. It becomes difficult later, but it starts off quite easy. And then number two, they should get or use just a, a basic, simple translation dictionary. For zero level, if you're alone, if you have a teacher, you don't need translation, but a good teacher. But if you're learning alone, translations are helpful. So you you get a translation dictionary. And let's say you use a mini story. I would say focus on the mini stories when you're very low level. So you look at the first mini story lesson. Now, you won't understand anything. All of the vocabulary will be new. So even this simple, basic mini story will seem quite difficult. That's okay. What you do is you use use the text, and with your translation dictionary, translate the meaning of all the words. Write the meaning above each word on the paper. Print, print it out and write it. Next, now you know the basic meaning of what all the words mean. Next, what you want to do is listen to the mini-story. You listen to it. Now, the first time, it will seem super fast. It will just seem incredibly fast. Even though it's actually not, it's probably quite slow. Those beginning ones are fairly slow. But for a total beginner, everything seems super, super fast. So again, they, they have to just relax. It takes your brain a few weeks just to get used to the sounds. So you listen to that mini-story, and you do it... Many, many times a day, several, several, several times a day, you know, for one hour a day, just repeating that same exact mini story again and again and again and again. On day two, the same one again and again and again and again. And you do this for a couple weeks at least. You can read along with the text at the same time. You can pause to look at your notes for the meaning and because you probably will forget sometimes. This is very deep, slow learning in the beginning. But what happens is in those first couple weeks, your brain will get used to the sounds of English gradually. And eventually, because you are using that same audio every time, you will begin to hear all of those individual words. You're listening comprehension, your listening ability, will make a big improvement in just a couple weeks. And again, because you're using the same exact story again and again, the vocabulary, you'll, you will learn it. You'll master it. And even in the first mini-story, there are a lot of common words, you know, like the verb is and are, you know, to be. There are going to be a lot of very common words. So it's going to start giving you the foundation the beginnings of English. And then next, you can add in the, a point-of-view story, if there is one. Not all units have them. In the beginning, maybe not, but eventually you will. So you'll get that first unit, you learn it very deeply, and you actually make a lot of changes. Then you go to the next unit, the next mini-story, the next unit. Once again, it will feel super difficult. You repeat the same process. Translate all the words. Listen, 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 listen. Tons of repetition. It will still feel difficult, but 
a little less difficult. After maybe a couple weeks, you go to Unit 3. Now it will seem definitely a bit easier. Difficult in the beginning, but you'll learn it much faster. Maybe you won't need two weeks, maybe only one week this time. And your listening will be faster. Everything will seem a bit easier. And that's how you do it. You're just slowly building like that over the different weeks. And and after about three months, let's say, then you will really start getting up to that high beginner, low intermediate level, and everything will feel much easier. You still have a lot to learn, but it will seem much, 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 much easier. So that's how a zero-level learner can still teach themselves English without any help, with, with nobody. I mean, it's, this is the great thing about the Internet. You have so much available to you. You can go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. If you're low-level, again, I recommend the original course to begin with. And you get audio, you get text, all of this, and it's, it's not expensive. It's, it's, it's great. You don't have to go to some school and pay a lot of money every month. And it's not effective. You can just do it at home with an inexpensive course, going your own speed, learning very deeply. And in three months' time, you will be far, far, far ahead of anyone in a language school. In six months, you won't believe how much better. You should try this. If, if you don't believe me, some people don't believe, oh, AJ, I don't believe you. How do I know? Well, you never know unless you try it. So you can, you can listen to me and maybe you trust me, you believe me. Maybe you don't. But you, either way, you don't really know. Just, just listening to me, you don't know. There's only one way. And this is not only me, but anybody who tells you something. Right? Any expert, any coach, any teacher who tells you something, how do you know if it's true? Well, you really don't unless you try it. You must take action and try it in your own life. Then you know. Then you prove it, yes or no. So for someone, if you know someone who's low, low level, teach them this method. Tell them what I just said. Tell them to get my original course. And even if you're a high beginner or even low intermediate, the, the original course is great. You can go faster with it. A low, low beginner will have to go very slow in the beginning. Uh, a low intermediate person with the original course can go more quickly. But either way, what you do is see, go and start that course and do everything I just said. At the same time, see if you can find find someone uh, in an English class. You could even join. You could register for an English class in your town. And you'll be about the same level as everyone in the class. But they will just be doing the English class, and you will be doing my original course. You can even skip the class mostly. Do it for three months or six months. Six months even better. You gotta pay. You gotta pay money because you're paying for that course for six months for the for the school. But if you really want to know, 
do that for six months. You're doing exactly as I say with my original course. And then the other people in the class are just following the class. And then at the end of that six months, compare your level to all the other students. Compare your speaking ability in English to the people at the school. Then you'll know. And I promise you, if you use my course, how I tell you, if you follow this plan, your speaking will be so much better than the other students in that class, in that course, in that school. And then you'll know for sure. Then you'll know that I'm telling you the truth. So if you're a beginner or low intermediate Get my original course at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. If you're middle, intermediate, Power English is the right course for you. If you're high, intermediate, or advanced, then you want my VIP program. And you can do the pronunciation course. You can add that to anything. That's all. All those courses are available at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Also, free text transcript of this show is on the blog at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's all for today. Be strong. Raise your energy. Raise your motivation. Master English. See you next time. Bye for now.